When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Salam Nerds Podcast. We do reviews and recaps of your favorite reality TV shows. Our views do not reflect the contestants outside of the show. Yo, 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 it's Salam Nerds. My name is Lee, a.k.a. Watch me, Lee, I'm here, my boy, Jack. We drop live episodes on YouTube on Sundays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays at 10.30 p.m. Eastern. All episodes can also be found everywhere podcasts are found. Thank you to all our supporters. Please help us by subscribing and leaving a good review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Yo, 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 salam, nerds. It's your boy, Neebs, a.k.a. Watch with Neebs, and I'm here with my co-host, DJ Squidward. <laughs> no. Squidward, because of Squid Game, bro. Don't make fun of my nose. <laughs> I'm not making fun of your nose. It's a pun. <laughs> it's a pun. But listen, we, we got to introduce you to one of our favorite guests. Uh, definitely somebody who's, uh, I would say, colleagues we steal all the time for our show is <laughs> our boy TJ. What's up, TJ? Keep on stealing. Don't mind it at all. We at the Agents of Fandom love the Salam Nerds podcast. Love to support any way we can. And anytime we get to link up, it's it's a blast. And so I got to say, before we dive in, something DJ Squidward would say would just be immediately shutting down the name DJ Squidward. Ooh, um, just like that. The no. That is that's, that's exactly what he'd do. So I don't know. Maybe, so, maybe it fits. So <laughs> Sorry, I didn't do it right. It has to be like, no. <laughs> true true very true all right cool man uh i am using a new function on my computer right now so if you go to tiktok we are on tiktok live for the first time so we are simultaneously streaming to all 140,000 followers on my tiktok which is exciting so super cool so even though the tiktok uh comments will not show up on here they will show up on my screen and i can point them out but I have to go in full view. So, Jazz, you can only see the comments from YouTube. So, you will have to help each other out a little bit. Yeah, I'll take care of that. No worries. All right. All right. So, listen, a few years ago, a TV show came out called Squid Game, and it took America by storm because it was thrilling. It had drama, but it also had this amazing message about the harmfulness of capitalism and consumerism. And what do we decide to do? We decided to make a reality show out of it. <laughs> of course we did. Putting, taking people who are basically, I don't know, like affected by our society and are in positions where they could really use the money and then putting them in situations where they have to be their most terrible selves to put themselves in a position to get this money. Listen, does not sound like a good thing. But somehow I started watching it and I got so invested and they made it work. They made it work. They got me. I'm a sucker. 
<laughs> you TJ, know. What, are, what are your thoughts? And then we'll go to Jazz. Sure. You <laughs> perfectly encapsulated the th- like exactly how I feel. And so my uh, co-founder and uh, the director of editor- uh, contents and editorial at Agents of Fandom, Garrett Blaney, he wrote an article up on agentsfandom.com that's titled netflix should be ashamed of themselves for squid games the challenge and he wanted like the only reason it wasn't longer is because of seo purposes right he had to cut it down make it shorter yeah. for headline rank but he wanted to do netflix should be ashamed of themselves for squid games the Ch- challenge and i can't stop watching um, <laughs> and just That's like so true you take the themes of what the show was of just like the commentary on how capitalism exploits those who uh aren't aren't well off and are really are really struggling and then you go to or i guess sort of with parts of the show being like these people were billions of dollars in debt but that's sort of concept right um and uh they don't didn't even pay the original creator any royalties no way yeah well that's that was one of the the main reasons that garrett wrote up this article it was kind of a review slash commentary of netflix should actually be ashamed of themselves because they went full capitalism and they went no, we purchased the rights to this. It's it's ours now. You already got you already got your money. It doesn't matter that how famous this sh- we get on this reality TV show. It's ours. Too bad. So sad. See you later. Um, and uh, so it's it's definitely they really they really did the thing. Um, but you're right. Like it was eye gluing TV. We're obviously only going to talk about the start. But if we were talking about the end, I don't really like how it ended. Um, but it kept my eyes glued to the screen throughout the first five episodes at the very least for sure. Yeah, I definitely did. And, uh, wow. I had no idea. That's insane. Uh, shout out to Marley in the comments. We got Marley and a few other people on TikTok. So yay. We got TikToks working. I'm excited about this. Um, listen, I cannot believe they did not pay the guy who created squid game for squid game. The challenge, like they got to throw, it's like kind of how Marvel doesn't really pay the artists, uh, for, a lot of the work they do, like the artist who did Hawkeye got paid almost nothing for the Hawkeye show, even though they use almost like all his concepts in that series. So it's crazy. Jazz, what are your thoughts about uh, Squid Game, the challenge? Yeah, so I had a thought, but then the moment TJ said that the original creator is not getting any royalties, I'm just like, I need to Google shit right now and look it up. And yeah, it's all true. Like, the original creator is not getting royalties at all. Like he just got paid as, you know, whatever he got paid. And oh my God, they really did do the capitalism on a show that's a commentary on capitalism. Like they they lost the plot. <laughs> they lost the plot. Like oh my God, that's horrible. That's insane. That's insane. But like I really did feel for a lot of these people. Like a lot of them were like. They never had anything. Uh, some of them, you know, they wanted better lives for their family. Some of them were in debt. Some of them, some of them were like doctors and pretty well off and were just doing it for fun. And I was like, it, it had a whole array of people. And there were a few people I loved. There were a few people I hated. There's a few people I growed to love. And there's a few people I grow to hate it. <laughs> what are your <laughs> thoughts about some of the contestants? Because it's really weird because they're real people, but you're not seeing them at their most like best you're seeing them at their most raw and a lot of it sometimes is jarring tj what are your thoughts yeah it's 
There is the same thing with you. There's a lot of these people that it's like, wow, you are are just the worst. But I try still not to judge too much because I I'm close friends with Lee Swift, who was a finalist of season two of The Circle on Netflix, mm-hmm. uh, one of my favorite reality TV shows. And he just he whenever we talk, uh, get on uh, get on together to talk about reality TV he always just kind of reaffirms like we don't see everything we see what production wants to give us it's all framed in yep. a way um and so we got to keep in mind these are these are real people that are, are getting put out here to tell a story um but yeah no there was a few of these people i don't remember their exact numbers off the top of my head i got garrett's article this me here i think he's talked about it's so awful i'll pull it up but like uh the guy who was stealing food uh like kept yes. doing, like the extra food and like the guy who was super super loud at the beginning um and then eventually just got b- voted off the push-up guy um obviously there was like they, they made it tough to tough to like them but again it is kind of like the only what production shows us and only how they frame it for us they, they don't show us a lot of the conversations and uh yeah carlos in uh, the youtube chat says gonna be awkward if need says he hated stooks because player 182 that's carlos's and my uh my guy tj stooks friends from before uh before the show um he didn't really get featured at all in the first two episodes and then became kind of like a main character from episode three on uh, we just had him on the Agents of Fandom podcast uh, last week, actually, to talk about Squid Game. Wait, is he the guy whose name is also TJ and he's like a coach? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I liked him. He was good. Yes. But like, yes. but here's the thing, though, right? Sometimes being too likable puts a target mm-hmm. on your back. Because then you're mm-hmm. like, a lot of people like this person. I need to get this person now because he is too powerful. So like, you got, you got a coast. You got to coast sometimes, uh, which I think is really, really interesting. All right, let's get started because this is going to take a while. So let's do this. So let's the first game right off the bat, red light, green light. And Lorenzo's over there. He was like, you know, we're all athletic. You know, I'm athletic. You're athletic. Maybe not so much him. And I was just like, this guy is already, already starting to hit a nerve. And I'm just like, <laughs> how are all these people going to get across the thing? And then... I'm 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 over here thinking like oh cool are they just gonna tell them like you know oh you can leave are they gonna shoot them with paintball guns like what's happening I had no idea they're gonna be wearing like packs <laughs> underneath their their like chests and stuff and they would just explode to actually mimic snipers shooting them I thought that was amazing production and the fact that they're ink and like ink is in reference to squid because squids like you know they mm-hmm. spell ink I was like I love it they're doing their homework. This is so good. And the people are so dramatic. They're like falling and flailing everywhere as soon as they get like shot. I love that. I was like, it just set the tone for the whole show. And I was in. TJ, what are your thoughts about the red light, green light? So I thought it was a lot of fun. And I was kind of watching it thinking like, this really doesn't look that hard. And there was one of the people who was eliminated. And she and basically was just like, she got caught in a squat during one of the thing, one yes. of the, uh, yeah. and I was just like, how, why did you show up if you're not willing to like tough it out? How are you just giving up? And I didn't realize that like, they, I think that the total red light, green light game lasted like 10 hours or something like yeah. that. That's uh, insane. That was a long ass time that they had to hold that stuff. That's a that long, was a squat. long, long time and a long squad. So I was like, my judgments while I was watching were total like, 
I had to take them back. I felt so bad for them because there was like, it was much more difficult than I realized because they had to hold those poses for a long, long time. Yeah, we owe Squat Girl an apology. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't do that. <laughs> we owe her an apology. Um, and then like we got like, you know, 432 who is off the bat coming out as like, you know, the, the cocky one who's like, might have the best number four three two because I'm the one and I'm like all right all right he's this cocky guy so he's talking about how fitting stuff that he is um then there was another character they they uh made us focus on is the mom and the son and I did not know how long that they would last but they lasted a good while and I got really invested in the mom and the son I thought that they were really cool characters um what characters off of red light green light did you really connect with? Uh, Jazz, you want to go? Okay. So, <laughs> um, there was this one scene in Red Light, Green Light where this guy was like, oh my god, that's my best friend. He's dead. Yeah. Or like, you know, he's out of the competition, right? In that scene, however, the guy right in front of him is somebody I know in real life. No way. <laughs> yeah, it's my boy Thomas Wynn. He's going to be on our podcast next week. And so, I was watching him trying to see, oh, is 371 going to make it? Is he going to make it? The entire time, that was my whole thing. Yeah. Well, did he make it? He did make it. He made it through red light, green light, but okay, he didn't he make did. it far in the show. And we'll All talk right. about that in a bit. We'll talk about that. Then we'll talk yeah. about that. What um, about you, Sneebs? Who's your favorite? My favorite. I really like Rose, the the uh, the girl from Africa who had like the red hair. I don't know. Mm. They, they didn't say what country in Africa she was from, but I really liked her and she got far and I was really rooting for her. Um, she was just like, you know, coasting. She was doing a good job. I liked her. Um, there are some people I really did not like. And then when I found out stuff about them afterwards, I didn't like them even more. <laughs> and um, so it's really, really interesting. Like there were more people I disliked than I did. Like I did like Rick. I thought Rick was a vibe. Uh, why did so many of them have their hands in their pockets? I think it's because they were there for so long so they can have small movements in their hands and not like get caught. That's what I think. TJ, what are you And thoughts? it was cold. It oh, and cold. it was cold. Oh, yeah. damn. That makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, that would do it. And if you were, you had your hands in your pocket, you can probably like warm them up by, you know, just having them in your pocket. That makes a lot of sense. Why would it be so cold? That's so weird. Yeah, I don't remember the exact circumstances, but there was a lot. The reports that came out kind of before where certain people like were putting together a class action lawsuit or something against Netflix because of the, the treatments. And it was like that game specifically, it was like X amount of time, 10 hours or however long it was, it was really cold and they weren't allowed to move. And so if they were allowed to move around and warm up, warm themselves up, it would have been fine. But that was the point of the game is they had to stay still. Um, and so it was basically like they were saying like this this sucked how could you do this to us yeah. um that we talked to to tj a little bit about that uh player 182 on our interview with him um and he basically said like yes all, like they the conditions were not exaggerated they were that bad it did suck that much but it was laid out to us beforehand we signed up for it like we knew yeah. what we were getting ourselves into I mean, it's okay. Squid Game. It's not like a luxury resort, right? Like, yeah. you knew it was going to be tough. Uh, but it was weird that they had to use, like, 
condom lubrication for like chapstick like that was wild um also why was there condoms and not chapstick <laughs> for real that's the real question i don't know but i i i understand people people have needs <laughs> so i don't know if, if it's love island or yeah. you know the bachelor the bachelorette yeah. yeah i get it put condoms out make sure people are safe some people gotta do what they gotta do on these shows you know yeah. but everyone's in the same room i know but, but the beds are really really high so people who have like a high bed uh maybe you i don't know you would still hear it right you would still hear the squeak 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 all oh, yeah. over the goddamn hall and that place echoed like you could hear like echoes because yeah. they said the snoring was like uh, noticeable uh contenses on netflix real life squid game suffered hypothermia and nerve damage after being in painful stress positions for hours and freezing temperatures while filming that's crazy that's insane wow yeah uh but you know the real squid game was worse though like that's yeah. <laughs> oh least, i guess <laughs> at least you didn't get shot you know in like how uh what's that thing uh hangover but did you die <laughs> Oh man. But you know what I really liked about this? Uh the music. I I love how the music kind of sets the tone. They have like, you know, old school music. And I think they did that because like uh they don't have to pay royalties for some of the music that they actually put on there. I think that's why they use it. But like when they're like traveling from like one room into the game room and they have that like weird stairs that go up but then also go down and then go into different rooms. I thought that was so cool. I really, really like that very reminiscent of the show i mean yeah of the actual show and it added like a lot of the spookiness to it too as well right like it just made it a lot a lot more kind of eerie as we were going on it reminded me of sorry it didn't remind me of this because i hadn't seen the movie yet but the movies i the two movies i just watched recently kind of reminded me of how they do that on squid game where they'll take mm -hmm. a not scary looking situation but add the music to be like, oh, should I be on the edge of my seat right now? Yeah, like, yeah. What's, what's about to happen? And like the two movies I just watched were May, December and uh, um, Leave the World Behind. And oh, yeah, it was yeah. it was filled with those moments where the score set the tone and it was like, oh, I guess I'm going to be supposed to be unnerved and on, on, on edge right now because yeah, something yeah, scary yeah. is about to happen. That's true. I think May, December actually got nominated for the Golden Globes. I think that just came out. So I think you got some nominations. Um, well, one thing I really like is like, you know, the mom and the son thing, you would see the son like really care for his mom. He's like, oh, I got to get you a, a lower bed. So like, obviously, you know, she's old and frail and she can't like go up all those you know stairs to get to bed and also she's all she's got to pee man <laughs> so i like that i like the fact that he was looking out for her uh he really admired his mom he was like his mom was very athletic she's really cool she's probably going to outlast him um uh, i really liked the relationship and then he told like this other girl figgy i believe and he was like if i get eliminated please take care of my mom and i was like oh i was like this is so good i really like that human element to this and him trying to take care of his mom i thought that was really really cool uh what are your thoughts about the mom and the and three three oh two i believe is was the mom uh, and i forget what the the kid was i couldn't agree more with everything you said like everything the son was doing was just so wholesome it was so sweet he immediately became one of my favorites and so to see him like after episode three and into episode four, just immediately start linking up with player 182, TJ. I was that like really hyped me up because I was like, okay, the one I know from real life and the player that I kind of one of the ones I pegged as my favorites are starting to get on with each other. I like yeah. that. Yeah. 
Um, but I thought it was hilarious how so many of these feelings just were not reciprocated by the mom. Like, yeah. <laughs> so it was like, I will do whatever I can to protect my mom. And the mom was like, I will step on my child's neck if it means winning the money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the one thing they told me that I thought was interesting is you're not allowed to share the money or like try to negotiate. Cause I was like, if I'm in there, I would be like, hey, don't vote me out. I'll give you a hundred grand. Like I would mm -hmm. be making deals with everybody just to save my skin. Yeah. And uh apparently you can't do that. But he was the only one with an advantage because your mom's your mom. Like, like yeah. no one's going to stop you from sharing it with your mom. So like, I thought that gave them a really, really good advantage, but the mom was kind of just playing like for herself. Like she was yeah. definitely like, you know, with her son, but she was like, eh, if it comes down to it, I'll take him out. <laughs> yeah. She was very competitive. She was very, very competitive. So, so we liked that. Um, and then the other guy who was also old that I like is Rick. Rick the beekeeper who is beekeeping age and if you don't know what beekeeping age means go look up Rick and Morty beekeeping age it's a clip it's hilarious uh, I thought it was so hilarious that Rick was talking about beekeeping because that is just so funny uh, but he was also a pretty great character I really really liked him what are your thoughts about Rick yeah he like he had all the tattoos with the story every time he opened his mouth it was like a new funny anecdote about his personality and he was one of those people that like almost seemed like they had to get like written into the show because it was just like, you know, token old guy, but he was just so authentic and silly and fun. And he really was just there for the love of the game, you know, like he, really he was, was just there to have some fun and yeah, he'd like to win, but he's not compromising his alliances. Like we talked about the mom was re ready to throw her son under the bus. If it meant advancing, he wasn't going to do that to any of his uh, fellow Alliance members. So yeah, it yeah. was, it Gambu was very, gang. Yeah, the gang. Gambu gang. Exactly. It was a very, it was a very refreshing, like when everybody there was just, it seemed so ready to backstab the person beside them at a, at a moment's notice and understandably. So he was a nice breath of fresh air in the game. Yeah, yeah, he really was. Um, it was really good to kind of like see him, and he's kind of just like someone I kind of admire from like outside show because he's like a doctor, he's a physician, but he's like, yeah, you know, I did my shit, but now I just have a bunch of hobbies, and he's just trying to become the most interesting man in the world, which is like my goal to become the most interesting man in the world. So like, uh, I really really liked that about him, but he was definitely he had his little gang, and he really cared about his gang. He was not intending to backstab any of them the entire gang was actually very wholesome the gangwu gang was actually a very wholesome gang um just so wild to see like call people gangs because there are times where it seems like a prison gang like i'll see people like this <laughs> like like <laughs> literally sitting at a bench and people coming up to them and be like yo can i uh like can i talk to you for a second it was just wild it, it gave me like some very interesting vibes um but then there and was it's like, like when when people get eliminated it's like getting taken to isolation and it's like no no, they got caught. I shouldn't have let them trade me those cigarettes. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> very, like big time. That's so true. That's true. And then they had this other group that was like doing push-ups and exercising the whole time. And that was like player 432. And people were like, all right, there is a group here that is just super strong. We got to watch out for them. And when they, they started teaming up, it worked against them because the, all the strong people were in one group. And the game they thought was tug-of-war ended up being battleships and i thought that was so funny that was so funny uh what were your thoughts about battleships yo oh 
Go ahead. Go, go, oh, yeah, yeah, you can go. Guess. Okay, so Battleship was a brilliant idea, right? Yeah. It does require like a lot of strategic thinking, but also what I loved about all the games is like more towards the end, like the further you got along, a lot of more luck based. So people can't really be mad like at how a lot of the straws fell. Like it just happened. And so Battleship, I mean, I'm a big fan of Battleship. Uh, it was so great. And then uh, specifically, it was, I believe, the third round where the one girl was like, oh, this is my shit. I played Battleship for like a living. And how she just wrecked shop. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was awesome. She called her shot and then just drilled it, nailed everyone. It was so, so impressive. And like the two two specific moments to me that I thought were just like the pinnacle of this show were everyone thinks it's 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 tug of war. Nope. It's battleship. Yeah. Um, and then at the very end, which we'll talk about later, the picnic, those two moments to me were the most beautifully produced moments from the show where it's like, you think one thing is going to happen. Just kidding. It's another huge twist majorly impacts the game. You never know what's going to come next. Yeah. To me, that was just awesome. There was a little bit too much randomness in there for me. Like, yeah. I think the, you know, making people betray each other, having them compete against each other, throw some twists in there. That's the most compelling television for me. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I love the battleship uh, part. It was so cool um, seeing that exact part that you talked about, Jazz, and then my guy TJ step up and get his TV time uh, throughout that stuff. Mm -hmm. But the, he made the, like, to me, the biggest lesson after watching episodes one, episode two is you want to be a fly on the wall you want you don't want people to know your name you don't want people to know your number you just want to be chilling in the background in the show because this yeah the second people recognize you as a face yep you're the number one target and so like that was i think something worrisome that he picked up a little bit on episode three is like you were talking about before needs is you just make yourself a target yeah. um but that one to me was that game in general was a lot of fun because you get to you got to see a lot of people's personalities come out. Mm -hmm. You get to see uh, um, like the pre battleship as they're all waiting in the line. That's when TJ started getting his TV time of somebody he didn't even know just basically starts having a panic attack and he yeah hel helps calm them down. It was you really got to see where people are at in that show and let people get their screen time, but it kind of had the polar opposite effect to me of when I'm watching red light, green light, I didn't really get overly invested in any characters because what that showed me was they'd show us somebody's background and then they'd immediately lose and get shot. And then show me like, okay, this is going to be a game of Thrones, the boys invincible style reality TV yeah. show where it's like, I don't want to get attached to anybody because they could be gone immediately. Somebody could be, portrayed as a main character just for them to get taken away immediately so i gotta wait a while before i build any emotional connections to these people yeah that's so true because there was this one girl in the beginning and they were telling us all her backstory and i was like oh i feel so good about her she's gonna be a main character bam she's one of the first people to get out and i was like you can't trust anything here so i thought it was really good uh, another person we got to see a little bit of the beginning who i did not like uh at all uh not in personally but like how he was portrayed on the show was lorenzo the guy who was who went for seconds when people didn't even get their first and mm -hmm. i was like and i believe in the show squid game someone does that and because of that someone doesn't get food so i thought that's what was going to happen i thought somebody was not going to get food 
because he went and got it twice. But that wasn't the case. I think everybody got food. But then he started eating other people's food. And I was just like, oh, this guy is rubbing me the wrong way. I am not a fan of him. Uh, he was definitely somebody who was like, didn't care how he came out. Um, and then when 302 got into a little beef with him, I thought it was so good because I think she was making food and she offered him son some and he said no in a very sassy, rude way. And she was like, this guy was rude to me. So I'm going to go ahead and put him up on the screen to vote out. And when she does that, he was one of the first people to for people to vote. So when you're up there on the screen, people can only see the person you voted for if they're not already on the screen. So since she put him up on the screen early, that was kind of his like death sentence where he was like a lot of people voted for him. So he came back to her and he goes, hmm, I just want to check if it was 302 or 302. And she's like, it's the same. And I thought yeah, that was the Those funniest. numbers mean the same thing. I thought that was so funny. Oh, man. What are your thoughts about Lorenzo and, and 302's beef? That's got to be the funniest beef imaginable. Just like this old, like the oldest lady there with this dude who's just like, I don't care what anybody thinks. I'll do whatever I want. I'll eat this food. I don't care. I'll pick a fight with a 70 year old lady. Like, it's just, <laughs> come I, I don't mean to sound ageist in any way. She killed it. She did way better on that show than I could have. She was absolutely mm -hmm. incredible. But just like, what are you, what are you doing? Why are you you're just making yourself look worse at any moment. And you clearly don't care what anybody thinks, which is great, but it just seems like he was going out of his way to constantly dig himself a deeper hole. Yeah. yeah. You know, I looked up what he does for a living. I will give you two guesses on what he does. Uh, something in like maybe marketing media. I don't know. Okay. What about you, TJ? I was going to guess just like influencer. Okay. He is an asset manager. He's a Wall Street bro. But from the Wow. UK. Yeah. Wow. So didn't even need the money for sure. Like Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he he's just that guy. Okay. So he's Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> That's really funny. Um all right, then there's a story with this other guy. His name who's is Hussein. And like look, I want to I want to root for my people. I do. I do. <laughs> but I hate this guy so much. <laughs> and I was like, am I a self-hating brown person? Like, why do I not like this guy? I just, his vibe was not great. But he had this amazing line where he had beef with 432. And he called him a frat boy. And he goes, call me frat boy one more time. I'm not going to put your hand, put my hands on you. But outside this show, maybe. And he goes, okay, frat boy. And the guy goes, all right. He's like, wait. <laughs> I just realized he called me frat boy again. That line <laughs> was fantastic. I give him that. But then on the show, he just annoyed me. And when he was hovering around the uh, phone to try to get the phone, I was like, oh. oh, this is very sneaky. I don't like what he's doing. And then when he got the food, all the people who grabbed his food, I was like, that's that's kind of rude. Uh, and there was this one girl, I think her name was Jada. She was talking so much shit about Lorenzo when he went and got second and was eating other people's food. This girl went ahead and grabbed the whole burger. The from this whole guy. burger. I was like, yo, you're such a hypocrite. Um, 
But what I found out was, was really funny was that he actually got halal burger. They got him a halal burger because he was Muslim, which I thought was really, really cool. Oh, did but, they really? Yeah, that was my yeah. first question, actually, when I saw it. I was like, is that halal? Yeah, that was halal. But apparently everyone on the show hated this guy. And I kind of get why. He's like one of those like Tom Green kind of influencers that like tries to get reactions out of people. And a lot of people did not like him. And he was like very misogynist and he said a lot of he made fun of people's accents and did a lot of crappy things. But people in England love him. He's like a huge influencer that he has like a million followers. Uh, and this was before the show. And everyone's defending him. They're like, no, that's just Hussein. That's just how he is. It's British humor. You don't get it. Um, I don't know. You're right. <laughs> I don't get that. Right. That's correct. <laughs> uh, like yep. I was there were so many people in the comments defending him. They love this guy. And he's like, I don't know. He's like, they're like, Oh, Mr. Beast or something. I don't know But people really, really like him. Uh, I find him super annoying. Uh, what about you, Jazz? What were your thoughts? Yo. Yeah. Like I really got the vibe that he's the, uh, instigator kind, right? Yeah. Like he's going to be the one going around spreading rumors to get reactions out of people. And like, just make it fun for himself, but like really hurt other people. Yeah. I did not like his personality, man. Like I get that's who he is, but like, again, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get their humor. So yeah, whatever. I, I, I don't get British prank humor. Like I, that's just weird to me. Um, I don't know, but that was, that yeah. was really interesting. This as a former, as a former teacher, he very much reminded me of like the kid in the class that would be like, haha i have this and you don't and try and like rub it into other kids' face yeah and when yep. he had the phone that's like he was waiting on the phone that's very much what it felt like to me is he's just sitting there grabbing it and then it's like haha i got this you don't yeah and it's just i don't know how from a gameplay standpoint the first time one maybe yeah you can get away with it go fly under the radar you gave some of the other people your food great yeah but the second time the second time, like, you had to know, one, that was probably a terrible idea because something bad's going to happen to you, or two, you are putting the biggest target on your back. So it, just, mm -hmm. it didn't seem like a very – he just he, – he, he caught wind of the spotlight and then decided that that's more important to me than anything else right now. Yeah, no, totally. Uh, another thing that we didn't talk about – I don't know how we missed this – but the cookie game. The cookie game was wild. The fact that, like, people – try to like not switch they try to like hold their own and they're like well if you can't decide we're all going to get eliminated and they just like call their bluff and they all got eliminated twice that was wild and then finally this one guy spencer got like peer pressured and manipulated into taking it and he was like okay i'll take it but you have to help us and then people were like okay yeah 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 we'll help you we promise we'll help you and then you find out you can't help other people. <laughs> so they, that guy's strategy was so bad. Uh, what were your thoughts about the that Very well. Like whoever produced that, I yeah. think they may have all been together initially. But yeah. then after he said, hey, we're only going to do this if you help us. I think somebody in the like in production was like, you know what we should do? We should make them all go in separately. No, it'd yeah. be funny. <laughs> exactly. Like I think that's what happened. <laughs> That that might have been. He was like, "Please spit on your neighbor's food." I was like, "I don't <laughs> understand this." Oh man. Uh, but yeah, I felt bad for him. He was like vomiting while mm -hmm. he was trying to do that. He gets like this acid reflux or something. But he was he was not having a good time. But <laughs> poor Spencer. I felt so bad. Like that dude was just like he was unwell. He 
I don't mean this like with judgment because for like whatever it is, I don't know. I don't even know the reason, but like, you know, growing up when I was younger and I played a lot of basketball, I was confident with it. Didn't matter how pressure or nervous the moment was. I was like, I want this. This is so fun. I had the confidence. And so it was great. And then afterwards, you know, as my, I got older, the confidence in the sport dwindled because all of a sudden I'm no longer an athlete. I'm just a 30 year old dude who's out of shape. Mm. All of a sudden those type of moments, they get scary and I feel the nerves coming in. Right. And you, it's something you can be trained into. You can learn, but some people just don't have that. And I say this as someone who once had it and no longer has it. Um, There's sometimes you just don't have the mental fortitude to be able to be in those types of crazy pressure situations. And it just seemed like it was ripping him out from the inside. And I felt so bad. I I felt really bad. Like there were, there were times where I thought man was really going to throw up. (laughs) Like it's crazy. Agreed. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, that was wild. Uh, but a, a few people did still make it, even though they had the uh, the umbrella. I thought that was that was really cool. Um, and then they had to vote somebody out, and we talked about how Lorenzo was voted out because he started beef with three hundred two. But there was also a doctor, Doctor Kevin, who all he did was make a bunch of suggestions, and people were like. I don't like this man. <laughs> and, and he, and, Fuck like, you for helping. He like he was just taking the lead, and people were like, "Fuck you! Who made you boss? Why? How dare yeah. you suggest this? Poor man didn't do anything wrong." Uh, but I could tell like people were just getting vibes that he was like cocky and arrogant. And yeah, this this one lady had it out for him. And then another guy, they got out because they heard him say that he didn't want to be here anymore. They're like, oh, you don't want to be here anymore? Say less. We'll all vote you out. That was really- 473 or whatever, yeah. Yeah. And and he immediately was like, maybe that was a bad strategy. (laughs) (laughs) Like like pretending you don't want to be here and just get screwed. Oh man, that was was funny. And there was this guy named Dash. He was red hair and he was like telling people like, yeah, I didn't vote for you. And then- immediately goes and tells other people, yeah, I voted for her, but I don't want anyone else to know I voted for her. Like it was, it was so funny. Snakes everywhere. Snakes mm-hmm. were everywhere on this show. Um, and then they had this Jack in the box uh, thing. And what they did oh, was, was yeah, they did this Jack in the box and basically a bunch of people had to pick what was going to, you know, they pick a Jack in the box and, and it gives you a, an advantage unless you eliminate one person or lets you, or eliminates yourself. So that was very, very interesting. Um, I believe 229 was on there. And it's really interesting because like they really make you feel for this person because they, they gave you the whole story about how she was trying to like have a kid and they did like all these things and they like tried a bunch of times. And I'm like, oh man, I feel really, really bad for her. And then she's up there and she's having like a nervous breakdown and you really feel for her. Uh, there are times where I was like, all right, they're doing too much acting, I think. Uh, <laughs> but I, I definitely felt for her a little bit. Um, and then the 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 first guy ends up getting an advantage uh second guy ends up getting eliminated and then she gets to pick she gets to eliminate three people so she eliminates the one guy with the advantage that was smart like why i have an advantage why I have why let somebody have an advantage in the next game i totally smart, dig but that so cutthroat that was savage yeah, that was savage that was savage That's that guy was like that. The, this doesn't even make any sense this is terrible. This doesn't even make any sense. And you could totally tell he was expecting like a 
them to come in and be like, because he has the advantage, he can't be eliminated. Yeah. Um, and then it just didn't come, and they were like, see you, pal. Oh, my God. I wanted to know what his advantage was. What was the advantage? <laughs> what yeah, was the next off? game? Uh, I don't. The next game was, uh, let's see. Elimination. I think it was the marbles, maybe. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Maybe, like, marbles, they would have known. Maybe they would have told them that, like, it's marbles, don't pick your friend. Yeah, or he would be alone, and he wouldn't mm. have to go. Because I believe one guy who was picnicking by himself got to bypass that entire, like, event. He didn't, he didn't play. Wow. Yeah, he didn't have to play marbles. Wow, lucky him. I know. That's what happens when nobody picks you in uh in gym class. You get to like go on to the next game without getting eliminated. Um that's yeah. actually fantastic. Yeah. But she did eliminate two of the people who I really liked, and that was Rick and Steve, who were just earlier playing Dodgeki, which I thought was just a great thing because they just found the Dodgeki and were playing it while they were waiting for what the next task was, just to find out that was the task. And, <laughs> and the guy was like, Oh shit, am I eliminated? And I literally thought Rick accidentally eliminated Steve and he would have to go home because Rick was like super sad, but he just got a bar of chocolate and they were both allowed to go back. And then as soon as they both go back, they both get eliminated. Wild. Uh, crazy turn of events. People were really sad. The guy was like, what did I do? <laughs> like, is that my number? That was cutthroat. The girl who eliminated three people was very cutthroat. Jazz, Yo, what are your like, I'm not happy with the way like Rick got eliminated there. Like, I want to see more of him. And, oh my god, this girl was brilliant. I, I hate how much I like what she did. But also, I hate her for doing it. it. It's such a weird mix of emotions for me. But yeah, like, well done, I guess. It was solid. I, I know. <laughs> she uh, she dismantled the Gangu gang so fast. The Gangu gang was in shambles after that. <laughs> Ugh. Oh, yeah. man. All right. And then um, we get to find out uh, a bunch of people go and they do orange juice. And they're juicing oranges. And as they're ju uh, juicing oranges, we're like, okay, what's the next thing going to be? Uh, but it was nothing. They ended up coming out with more food and a picnic, and everybody got picnics, and everybody was hanging out with their friends at the picnic. And turned out the picnic was going to be the game with the marbles. And that's where they kind of end it for us uh, on the fifth episode wild the the marbles thing was was pretty incredible um it was a great change of like how everything is happening at the moment uh what are your thoughts about that big twist it was incredible like that that and the battleship twist were my two favorite moments of the entire series where just you make people feel like they are safe and they did something good and they get to relax just for them to potentially lose their biggest ally in this game. Everybody's kind of thinking like, hey, maybe if we're doing a picnic together, we'll get teamed up or something. Yeah. Everybody that whole game was expecting some kind of team up. Throughout, yeah. the throughout the course of the whole game, everybody's just expecting there to be a team up. And anytime people are ready to do it, it just happens we know you're actually competing against the people uh, yeah. that you're teaming up with, uh, that you thought you were teaming up with. So 
Um, I thought that was one of the very best twists of the show. So incredible. You get to see so many. It's devastating, but it makes for such great television to see so many people who have these relationships with each other just get ripped apart. Yeah, it was so interesting. And one thing that I find really interesting is that up to five episodes, none of the final people are actually highlighted or shown. They're showing you all the people except for the people that actually make it to the end. So it's kind of interesting. Like, did the people who made it to the end were just not interesting? Were they just laying low and that's why they got there? Or they were just, you know, more entertaining people earlier on in the beginning? You know, it's kind of like they're saying the meek will inherit the earth. Like, the most meek people were the ones who ended up at the end. A few of them ended up to be, like, you know, pretty badass, but, like, we didn't know that. For example, like, B, who... Uh, dominated in, in battleships is like a Mensa, what you gonna call it, trivia person who knows like board games like the back of her head. Uh, yeah. But but we didn't know that until battleships, right? And even then, she's like, I'm going to keep how smart I am to myself. And she ends up like being eliminated in a way where like she didn't have to be eliminated. Like she she could have like decided to not hold her end of the bargain for what everyone decided to do and she could have won it like i have like super confidence that she could have won the whole game but she was like all right everyone's decided to do this i'm gonna hold true and i'm gonna i'm gonna be a team player and being a team player got her eliminated which i think is like wild uh but yeah these characters are so interesting what are your thoughts about some of the people who got eliminated early on and compared to the people that were you know shown later on I think it was kind of a combo of t- of two different things. One, exactly like you said, where people realize quickly, the good game players realize quickly, like, hey, getting making people know who I am is bad. There's no there's no head of household like Big Brother where I just am, am going to be in the clear because people want me as their as their leader. The second people notice me, they they can target me. If they don't notice me, they can't. So I definitely think that was a factor. But in addition to that, I think that was just partially a production thing where it was like, obviously, if they're making it to the end, they're going to be getting their screen time at the end. So let's make sure we're giving people who are, will be eliminated lots of screen time so that people are getting invested in their in their success or failure so that they um, they're more like emotionally invested in the, in, the, in that show, the episodes as they're coming out. So I think that was likely a bit of, uh, it was twofold. I think it was a production thing, making sure they spread out the screen time, but also a lot of people made it to the end because they were making sure like, I'm not going to be a leader. I'm not going to be a voice. I'm just going to be here chilling and let other people pick each other off until the end. Yeah. I, I thought it was really, really interesting. And there were some people where people were like, I don't know him, but like, you know, I voted for him because I don't know him and I don't have it. So like, it's so interesting because there are some people that like had relationships and that got them to the next level. And there's some people who, you know, were just friendly with everybody. And that also got them to the level because people didn't see him as a threat. Uh, Very, very interesting how that happened. Uh, Jazz, what about you? What are your thoughts about some of the people that were eliminated early versus some of the people that stayed on later? It really just shows you how people think and that how people are unpredictable like there is no set way to do it like you have to be known enough to have allies but not be known enough to be a target like it's game theory and whoever played it they did it really well yeah i do notice that like 
as the numbers of people left dwindle less and less and less, they get more into like, hey, let's not be as cutthroat. Let's try to be civil as possible. Whereas earlier on, they were just like, they were voting people Fill out. Fill that orb, baby. Give me yeah. the money. <laughs> oh, by the way, I love the way they fill the orb. Like it's just yeah. like so good. It's so dramatic, and the numbers go down, and the money goes up, and then we see the money come down. It's just so good. Uh, but like at the beginning, they're like clapping, and then at one point, they just stop clapping for more money because they feel really bad for the people that were eliminated, and then they start clapping again. <laughs> like it's yeah. it's so wild. It's that exactly that exactly that and it's the perfect thematic explanation of what this show is it's why i love the uh, without spoiling for the the rest of the season it's why i love what immediately follows the picnic the marble game because it's a partially skill but it's even more psychological it's yeah. seeing what two people will do when the uh, when in crisis when the odds are stacked against them it's survivalism like survivalism but in a game you know yeah when two people have their backs against the wall and they're facing death slash elimination mm -hmm. will they band together support each other and know that their best chance of making it as far to the end as possible is together or will they stab each other in the back because all they care about is their own success because there's five million dollars there's success there's whatever the end goal of capitalism is yeah on the line i will cut the person who created <laughs> the game and i don't care about their royalties because i need to make the most money or will i go in with as many people as possible and sacrifice part of my own um success for those around me so i can lift them up that's what the entire question of the, the squid game is but it's also like Life. what they're like it, it's it's really poetic Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna pose a question to you so if you were on this show squid game would you do whatever it takes to win and be cutthroat or would you want to show the world the best version of yourself even though it may it means getting eliminated what would you do jazz i want to ask you first okay so i actually thought about this like you know what would i do if i was in the show I would approach it the way where I would want to show the best of humanity and like, not just like, you know, just be nice to everybody. I mean, I would be like, Oh, I get to volunteer. Let me volunteer. Oh, it's bad. Okay. My time's done. Thank you all. Have a good day. Like I would be up there. And then like, you know, if people were like, Oh, you have to limit somebody. I'd be like, Hmm, can I flip a coin somehow for like 456 people? Like, mm -hmm. I, like that's the kind of game that I would play. Like just, truly random truly upbeat truly happy and just have the best time because you know you're one of 456 people if you are supposed to be the one you're gonna be the one if not like you know life goes on like it is what it is it's a game there's no real stake here i totally get what you're saying but you have to recognize that like you would be coming from a place of privilege where you can afford to have that kind of attitude, right? Because Correct. there's some people that are on this show, they can't afford to have that attitude. They they Correct. need the money so bad. So I totally agree with you, but I totally understand why like you feel that way and other people wouldn't. So I totally get that. TJ, what about you? Jazz said, with great power comes great responsibility. And I will take that. I will take that upon myself. I'm able to do it until <laughs> I will. Um, probably somewhere in between 
Um, I would go very much. I'm going to put my best foot forward, play the game as kindly and together with the group as possible until the end. If all of a sudden I'm in the top 10 and I have to screw somebody over to win $5 million. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to do it. Um, and it's like the squid game to me, it's, it's very twofold. Um, whereas like so many of these other shows, I would be like full on exactly what jazz said all the way through because with so many of these reality TV shows, if we're being perfectly honest, the positive screen time is more valuable than the prize. Yeah. You're going to get yeah. taxed on the prize. You're going to, it's like, if it's like $50,000, okay, you're getting $25,000, which yeah, is incredible. It can be absolutely life-changing. Yeah. But $4.5 million is I can fuck off, never use social media or the internet again. And I can do whatever I want for the rest of my life, as long as I use this properly. Um, and so what? to me, that one's a little bit different as long as you use it like properly, it's, it's doable, oh, right? Oh. Like you are 30 ish, right? Yeah. So I'm going to assume you're going to live to a hundred, which means after taxes, your prize money would be about 30,000 a year for the rest of your life. Yeah. yeah, but no, I get it all at once, and so I can. I'll have interest in the things I invested in. That is true. Make it best. <laughs> right. If you're just gonna live off on, the on the million. note, which is interesting though, because that's what a lot of the headlines are. Is that the I won't spoil who it is, but the winner has not yet received their that's winnings. True. Like they still haven't gotten it. But that was yeah. another thing that. Um, again, one more quick plug. You can find this on uh, wherever you get your podcast, the Agents of Fandom podcast, and on our YouTube page. We talked to Player182, TJ Stukes, and he's kind of when one of the things we talked about. This then actually might have been after the fact. This might not have been on the pod. Some stupid plug by me. Um, that was in like the contracts they signed at the beginning. It said payouts, the payout will be distributed to the winner within 30 days of the final episode being aired on Netflix. And so it was like, it was told to them, like, it will be a while afterwards. It's not going to be the second you're done filming. Mm. That makes sense. So the so the whole scene with that person with the credit card and going up to the ATM is <laughs> it was a lie. It was a whole thing. Completely lie. Yeah. No, because um they're gonna get the money thirty days after the last episode aired. So we believe that's what January fifth is when they're supposed to get the payment. Make well, somewhere around there. Yeah. They're sitting there thinking like, please make it before before the holidays. I got presents to buy. I got things. <laughs> I got like I got uh, I got. Uh, want to take my time off here it's cold outside i know maybe i'm just imposing my canadianness on everyone like, <laughs> please get me this like at the beginning of december because i want to hibernate for the next month before it gets too cold <laughs> true true uh for me i'm kind of in this thing of like let's look at probability the probability of me being one out of 456 you know people who wins it is one out of one 456 right but the probability of me coming out looking good on television it's probably higher if i'm a good person so yeah. i would probably do my best to be a good person even if i have to sacrifice myself to make sure someone who needs the money more gets it until i get to the very end where the numbers start being a little bit more in my favor and then perhaps i will be a little bit more cutthroat yeah, exactly. And like, I'm not going to step on some, I think this is the second time I've used this analogy, but just because I can't think of anything else, because like, how do you truly like backstab someone that bad in a game show? <laughs> but like, I'm not stepping on somebody's neck to, 
get ahead, right. get one spot ahead at the end. Like I'll still try and I'll still keep my morals, but it all of a sudden becomes like a lot more. Holy shit. I can do this. I'm in this for me now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, man. Well, that's the end of our episode. Hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, come back next week as we cover episodes five through ten. And TJ, if you're available, feel free to come come back. We would love to talk to you about the next five episodes, uh, which are very juicy and very exciting because we'll talk about the um, the game with the where you fall down <laughs> the glass. Uh, that game is amazing. There's a lot of drama right there. There's people I want to talk about who. I think should have been eliminated who got a free pass. Uh, there's the dice game where people uh, decided to take on themselves. I think that's very interesting. Then there's one game where people use the presents and you have to pick out who gave you the present and you have to gaslight people to thinking of somebody else. <laughs> that was also very crazy. So definitely um, I think is really, really interesting. So we will come back with the next five episodes next week. Uh, Please join us. It'll be a fun time. And uh, until next time, guys, salam, nerds. Peace.